being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, hour number two is upon us. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 over in the Inglewood area, and your our producer, web designer, I don't know, she just keeps Whatever. us in line. Yeah, <laughs> Internet guru. Yeah, internet there guru. Go. There I you just go. make people look good. She is with us today. And Larry Unger, Larry's Automotive and Transmission with us as well. No, he's not Larry's anymore. Sorry, I keep saying that, but he's not. He retired. He's just Larry Unger from Drive Radio. That's what I really need there to say. Go. Yeah. yeah. Larry yeah. Engel from Drive, Drive Radio. Radio. And Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Anne's got some stories about her car in a moment. Hang tight. All Hang right. tight. We'll get Dave from Parker first, and Anne will <laughs> give us her stories. Dave, what's going on, sir? AC, is it, is, is it getting hot, Dave? Well, uh, I've got a 10-year-old <laughs> Honda Accord, uh, uh, four-cylinder, and the air conditioner works perfect here in Colorado. Okay. Last, last summer, I drove to Missouri, and it, it worked perfect there for a while. And then uh, it started blowing hot air. I, uh, I turned it off for about an hour while I was driving down the highway and, uh, and then turned it back on after an hour, and it blew cold again. And then after a while, hot. And anyhow, it was 100 degrees, humid. I don't know if that makes any difference. It does. Uh, anyhow, I was just wondering if I need to have it looked at. Or yeah, I'm guessing it's low on Freon would be my first guess, and everything you just said uh, combined makes that even. Uh, how do I want to say this? When you're low on Freon, it compounds the problem, I guess I should say. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going back there again in a month, so. Uh, I would have a check that. before you do that. Yeah, I mean, there's other parts of the country, as we all know, is hot. And by the way, it could be hot next Friday around here. Who knows? I mean, you could be using your air conditioning <laughs> on Tuesday. It's going to snow Monday, and here you may use the AC on Tuesday. Yep. Well, it's Colorado. Okay. Colorado. All right. I'll have, I'll have it looked at uh, over at. Uh, it, it's, yeah, Extreme can look that for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now they do air conditioning. Oh yes, right? by yes, by all means. Yep, yeah, you'll be fine there. Oh, okay. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, before we get to our next two questions, Ann, tell us about your... What do you got, a Civic? I have a 2001 Honda Civic with oh. a little bit of rust around the edges. An to oldie. give it a little bit of personality. No, no, no. Came away. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I cannot picture a <laughs> 2001 Honda Civic from Minnesota having rust. It's hard to believe. I know. I know. I, I just it's can't tough. believe that. It's That's a mental tough. wrap I know, around. I know. It's yeah. hard. It's the dealer installed down there. Yeah, isn't I think it? so. Right. Oh, yeah, it does. It comes with. Minnesota. It's from Minnesota. <laughs> well, I got this car from a friend. He said, do you want this car? I'm like, oh, I got to get my kids driving. Fine. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. Didn't even really look at it. Just bought the car. Okay. So I had my minivan, which anything from a minivan after 15 to 20 years of driving one is an upgrade because everything's much more fun. That's true. To drive. That's true. So the thing's been sitting in my driveway forever. I have no driver. So I start driving this thing and I fall in love with it. It is so much fun. It's like a supersized go-kart. Noisy, but it reminds me of flying when I was a kid. <laughs> so this is like my car. 
So we have this uh, this um, MNGOP dinner with uh, a Christy Noam talking. It's a very expensive dinner. And I'm standing in the driveway, and I see my Honda Civic or this nice white new Chevy uh Escalade, I could tell. No, what's it, what, is it, what is that? It's uh, Equinox. Oh, Equinox. Okay, Equinox. Equinox okay. okay. But what do I do? What do I take? I take the Civic. <laughs> All dressed up, ready to go. I hop in my rusty old car, and I get to this hoity-toity dinner, valet parking, and I get out of the car, and the valet looks at me, and he says, it is $20. Like, I didn't have the money to pay for the valet, right? <laughs> so, so I just look at him, I go, okay. And I hop in, and we have a great dinner, come back out. So as, as the cars are coming in, you got your BMWs, you got your Lexus, you got your Mercedes, everything, 50, 60, 70 grand are up. So here comes my rusty old little Honda Civic, and I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, my car's here. So I jump out, and I go out to the driver, and I look at him, I said, you didn't scratch it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> You're taking my rust off, did right? you? <laughs> and I just started laughing at him, but that to me was so much fun. I mean, it was just so much fun to take that car, and I just love it. But you know what I did do? I kind of wrecked it for myself. I got brand new tires on it. Oh, no. Do you know how much smoother it rides oh. and how much more quiet it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. New tires are great. Yeah. They're Yeah, fabulous. it's just like, okay. Yeah, they're awesome. But then I have a question to ask you guys. See, I was okay. so excited to talk about my car because you got like car guys, right? <laughs> And if people have their old trucks, they have forever, and they just love yep. their old mm-hmm. truck, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm with you on all that. Yep. So I, I uh, have to pick up my boyfriend at the pl- at the tar- car place because he was getting new tires on his. So he always drives. He's never in my car. So I take him. I said, well, don't you just love my car? As I dropped him off, he goes, no, not really. <laughs> new boyfriend. And I, that's Time what I'm thinking. Boyfriend. Don't you just out get a new one if yeah, you can't accept done. all of you? Yeah, just like done. be gone yeah, with them, here, right? You're done. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're go- you're it's goner. over. You're a goner, pal. Yeah. See ya. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're yeah. done. All right. All right. Bill and Centennial's next. Bill, welcome. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Good show. I got Thanks. a two-part question by Ford Fusion. One okay. about Ford and then one about brakes and aftermarket wheels and tires. Okay, perfect. I bought a new 2016 Ford Fusion for my son. He was going away at college. Okay. And I didn't know he was going to Midwest Michigan. I didn't know mechanics back there, or whatever. So I got a new car, thinking warranty. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, last summer, 2020, got a recall on Ford about the steering wheel. Uh, bolts are too short, so I took it into Ford dealership, and they say, "Wait a minute, you got bad brakes. You need new brakes on the back." I say, "He's only got 26,000 miles. 2016, he doesn't drive it." So I went ahead and had Ford put on new brakes in the back. Okay. No problem. On uh, the rear. A month ago, he was driving Michigan roads. He hit a chuck hole, famous, blew out the right front tire, and bent the factory rims. And it's just a basic Ford Fusion. Okay. Went to discount tire. I figured, okay, he's got 29,000 miles, only three, uh, 29,000. I'll go ahead and get a brand new set of tires. But I didn't because of a time factor. They couldn't reuse the factory rim. So the guy kind of talked him into it, and I got pictures of it. We bought aftermarket rims through Discount Tire. Okay. Okay. So he got new tires, new rims, and they say bring it back after 50 miles to retorque them. Right. Well, in Colorado, they teach the kids through Drive Smart to always use the electronic brake. First of all, I thought 26,000 miles for rear brakes, that's kind of rare. Yeah, that's it is. Pretty, mm-hmm. Very rare. New brakes. Uh, by the way, that's on any vehicle, not just that one. This is the uh, electronic brake. 
So he goes to discount tire, puts the electronic brake on, get ready to take it in. It wouldn't go off. The electronic brake would not go off. He looked okay. in the manual. He did everything, song and dance, and everything it said, and it wouldn't go. So he had it towed to a Ford dealership, and they said, oh, the Ford mechanism is out on these electronic brakes and all that. And I said, was well, it covered under warranty? It's 29,000 miles. He said, no, the car's too old. But, by the way, you need new brakes in the back. And I said, what? I put new brakes on 3,000 miles ago through Ford. I said, you know, can you help me out? Nope, they're not warranty. So I got a problem there, number one, and I'm dealing with Ford on that. I think they ought to do something about the electronic brake going out at 29,000 miles. But the second thing, the reason, main reason why I called is these aftermarket rims that I bought through Discount Tire, he kept having a vibration. And have you ever heard of auto-centric hub rings? Yes. They're a little plastic mm -hmm. ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it centers the wheel on the centers the wheel on the hub, which a lot of aftermarket wheels, because they're made for multiple vehicles, do not center. They're not hub-centric, we call it. And we were going to talk about this today anyway, so I'm glad you asked, Bill. Uh, I am yeah, a big fan of using hub-centric wheels, not lug-centric wheels. Correct. In other words, I don't want the lug nut holding the wheel on. I don't want the lug nut holding the car up. I want the lug nut holding the wheel on is all. A hub-centric does that. A lug-centric holds the wheel on and holds all the weight as well. I don't want that. Well, I went over to Discount Tire here in a neighborhood and looked to see what an auto-centric hub was. They forgot to put that on when they put the new wheels and tires on. So he went back last week and had them put it on. He still got the vibration up front. And I'm Discount Tire says, well, we'll take the the aftermarket rims back and put the originals back on. I had to buy another original one wheel because the first one right. was bad. So. Right. Yeah, which I, I but by the way, that's the that's what I would have done to begin with. That's the correct way to do it, I think. Yeah, well, I didn't have time. It was a time crunch. Sure, that's a sure. long story. But I wanted to ask your opinion about Ford and this rear brake situation and the parking brake, and and your opinion of these auto centric rings. Well, the auto centrics. First of all, if you're going to do an aftermarket wheel that doesn't fit, yes, use the auto. You know, use a, a a ring that gets the wheel centered up like it's supposed to be on the hub itself. Although. That's sort of a... Stopgap. Yeah. I, I'm still a fan of buying the correct wheel for the car where everything is hub-centric that way, and all the lug nuts are doing is holding the wheel onto the hub itself. That's it. There's no weight bearing on the lug at that point. That's, and especially guys driving trucks, that's the way it ought to be. That's, that's my own opinion. I don't like doing it any other way. You end up with more problems than what you realize, and that's the way to do that. Now, when it comes to the brake pad premature wear, which, by the way, Bill, it is. There's no reason why a car with four-wheel disc brakes, which that car has, is wearing out the rear brakes as quickly as it has at 30,000 miles or less. That, that car should be running 70, 80,000 miles on a set of rear brake pads, not 30. Yeah, you should be going through well, at least probably two, 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 two sets of fronts before that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to be in the old days, you put on two fronts versus one rear. Well, this one at 26,000 miles, the rears went out, put new brakes, Ford brakes, and there's a two-year warranty. Well, 3,000 miles later, they're out again because of this parking brake. And what my feeling is, I think the parking brake has been dragging since day one. Probably has been. Wearing those rear brakes out. That's mm -hmm. why that parking brake went out. Most likely. That's, that's most likely correct, yes. Well, do you think I have a good chance with Ford in fighting to help me out? I would. A bit on the second yes, I would, fight, I would fight them on that. Yes, I most certainly would. And if need be, I would move that up the food chain. So if you don't get anything out of your local dealer, you know, go online, find the zone rep, they call it, the manufacturer zone rep in this area on the service end of things, and get with them if need be to find out what they will or won't do. 
And if that doesn't happen, then call Kevin Flesh, an attorney, our attorney, and go from there. That's how I would do it. Well, I just think it's really weird that these new electronic brakes for the parking brake, you know, if they lock and or if your battery goes dead, you know, because they're all electric, right. they're not manual, they're not cables anymore to the rear brakes, you're SOL if they lock up. Correct. Yes, you are. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, but again, I, I think you have so, you have a, a legitimate um, complaint with Ford on that. And somebody, somebody there should be stepping up. And by the way, I'm looking on the Internet, and there's some known problems with that. So, yes, they should be stepping up and taking care of that by all means. What are you looking at on the Internet so I can use that as my uh, ammunition? Uh, there's actually a, a website called Car Problems with a Z. So, par, so car pro, it's actually carproblemszoo.com. So carproblemszoo.com. Just go there, put in your VIN number, look up all the different problems that are there, and it'll tell you. Okay, great. That's a lifesaver. So, yeah, there have been – I'm looking at it right now. There, there are issues with that. They know about that, and they – again, somebody needs to be stepping up and taking care of that. And, and all of the receipts and things you have now, I would get reimbursed if it were me, and I would push for okay. that. If, I would push for that, and if need be, I'd hire an attorney. Okay, Kevin Flesh. Kevin right? Flesh, if need be. <laughs> okay, good okay. show, guys. Thank okay, you. Uh, Bill, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. Sorry for all those problems. Don and Thornton, Jack in Fort Collins, hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. Right now, you can take advantage of Geno's $74.99 four-wheel alignment special. Mention KLZ Radio, and they'll include a free inspection of your suspension. During the winter months, icy roads and potholes can damage your suspension, so it's worth getting it checked out. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa gift card with a qualifying NAPA steering and suspension parts purchase of $250 or more. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, Geno's backs up their service with Napa's nation peace of mind warranty. And Geno's continues to service Larry's automotive customers. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when you're ready. Give them a call or go online to schedule an appointment and be sure to check out all their excellent Google reviews. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Stop in today or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Avoid the pitfalls with Kevin Flesh. Picture this. You're in court before a judge and jury trying to get the at-fault party's insurance company to cover your hospital bills. And the defense attorney pulls out your medical records. Comparing what you said to the police at the scene of your injury to what your doctor transcribed, you've contradicted yourself. You start to get nervous. You don't want to look like an idiot, but you simply don't recall what you said to the police. That was a long time ago. KLC's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, prepares you for these kinds of questions so you never need to worry about what to say. Of course, the opposition will always try to call your credibility into question. But with Kevin Flesh, you always know exactly how to respond. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Trial tested. Trial ready. 
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin. JC's British in 4x4. One line open, 303-477-5600. Jack in Fort Collins, you're next. Hi. Uh, I've got two 06 Toyotas, uh, a pickup and a van. And I I want I wanted to get some antifreeze to top top off the top off the coolant, and I went down to uh, the the, the, the uh, Toyota dealer, and I didn't expect to have to take out a second mortgage to pay for this stuff. Well, you don't have to because you don't have to buy the coolant from them. I mean, they're selling coolant made by someone else, anyways. Jack, it just has a Toyota label on it. But yes, it does take a specific coolant, but you can buy that coolant at Napa or any other number of places. What do they call it at Napa? Because I, I, I've looked at the, the bottle and it says, you know, this is a universal coolant or this, this, is, this is what you need. And, and I went through that once and uh, you guys, many years ago, uh, you guys convinced me that I had to I use a, a universal coolant in, in my truck to top it off. And, and you said, no. That, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, I would not do that. So I ended up having... Your shop up when you when you had the shop up here in Fort Collins, I had you guys do that super duper, the flush, flush yeah, yep, and yep, they yep. did a half-assed job if you want to know the truth because it must have been one of the first customers because I had to top that off at least five times after after they got done before I got all the air out of the system. Could be, and that, that, again, that's not an uncommon issue with a lot of the newer cars. Jack, that's that's pretty normal, actually. Anyway, so I, but I can just go in the nap and say I need it. Yeah, need yeah, it. and it it will be a specific. I believe they use red. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's got a red tint to it. Don't quote me on that. Well, on 06, I'm going back in time. I'm trying to remember. Okay, well, I'll go over and talk to them then. And, and by and again, all of the major manufacturers, you know, Napa will have their own brand, Peak, Xerox. I mean, all of them make a coolant that will fit that Toyota. Okay, because uh, sorry, and I, I'm wrong. It was I was going to say gold to begin with. It's a gold or yellow color. Sorry, it's not red. It's gold or yellow. Yeah. Okay, well, it's it's. Uh, but you I don't, don't have to buy that from Toyota. Is my weep, point. Weep away a little bit all over the time, so I have to top it off maybe twice a year. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and again, you need to have some of that around that you can actually, you know, uh, have to top off and so on. But yes, uh, you you'd want to have that around for that vehicle. And that's for everybody else listening. We do not mix coolants any longer. Back in the day, you could almost fill up with whatever you wanted to, but gone are those days, Jack. It's very specific now. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I'll do. And yep. I, I, I just got a gallon of the half and half from, from Toyota, and it was like $28 for this gallon of... You, nope. Yeah, that sounds about right. But you, you, you can save money on the aftermarket with that. Cause, and, and, again, for everybody listening, Toyota, Ford, GM, I can go down the list. None of them, none, zero, zilch, none of them make their own coolants, antifreeze, oil, all of that. There is a petroleum company somewhere making all of that for them. None of them are in the oil business. Yeah. There's a misconception there that people think, well, if I go to the, 
If I go to Chrysler and buy Mopar oil, then it's Mopar oil. No, it's not. It's made by who knows who. Whoever right. got the contract for that particular point in time to, to you know supply their oil is who's doing that. And no, they do not make their own. I just went to Toyota just because I wanted to make sure I got something that was compatible instead of sure. going to another one of these uh, $100. And, and also, Jack, I should mention this too because this is another thing folks don't realize. There is coolant that's already got a 50-50 mix, and there's coolant that's raw that you can mm-hmm. mix 50-50. You can buy it either or, but there will be a price difference between those two, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, you got somebody's got to pay for that extra water. That they that's, and, and you know what? And it's okay to buy the 50-50 because then you don't do anything. You just add it like it is, and away you go. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your time. You, no, thank you, Jack. Great question, by the way. That's a universal question for most people listening. And, yeah, for everybody out there, and it's pretty common now, we don't, cover this that much on the show any longer but uh, antifreeze now on all vehicles is very specific yeah. right yep. and sometimes even from year to year on vehicles i don't know about rover but i know depending upon where you're at in certain uh, makes and models it can change even from year to year depending upon what manufacturer you're with absolutely what so we have to check the manual yes the antifreeze. yes i learned so much yes listening to this show. you do <laughs> it's amazing what that little owner's manual has in it yep. Lots of great information, believe it or not. It's gotten it's gotten just too big to read, though. Uh, they, yeah, some, well, some of them now come on a, on a you know a drive or a DVD yep. or something. So yeah, no. To Jeff's point, they're they're very uh, very uh, thick nowadays. Uh, and I know this is going to sound funny because I drive a lot of cars and I know a lot about a lot of cars, but I will tell you that I don't know that all. I don't know them all. And a lot of these press cars that I drive, literally, if I'm going to learn about the car, I've got to get the manual out and learn different things about that vehicle or you're never going to know otherwise. That's what the manual's there for, by the way, folks. Yeah. Read it. I'm serious. Read it. There's, there's a lot of information you wouldn't know otherwise. Don and Thornton, you're next. Okay. How we doing, Don? Hey, uh, John, I'm shopping for a new car. Okay. And I can't afford too much, just low 20s, and one I looked at was uh, Chevy Malibu. So I called up my uh, mechanic, and he said, nah, I don't recommend that because of problems that they have, uh, I believe he said with the head, and he says, uh, just, you know, he wasn't too thrilled about that. You know, he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Sorry, he doesn't. The new, oh, the new, the oh, new really? cars, the, yeah, the, the, new, the new Chevys, the engine that's in there. I mean, years ago, he's correct, but not now. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming you're looking at, you know, a 2021, 2020, 2021, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. brand new car. Yeah, you, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Sorry, he just doesn't. Oh, okay. So so the Malibu First of all, Don, let me, okay. I, I, I would even ask him this question directly. When's the last 2021 he worked on? He, uh, I, I, he I hasn't, is the, is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, okay. I mean, guys, common sense. I mean, I, and, I, and, I, and, and technicians, please, please, all of you listening, because I know there's a lot of technicians that listen to me, please stop saying stupid things like this if you don't know. And I mean that. It's a stupid comment, Don, to even make that. He doesn't know what a 2021 is going to do in the future any more than I do. But what I can tell you right now is you buy a new car, it'll have a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. The powertrain's going to go longer than that. In your case, it may very well be the last car you buy. Yeah, well, at my age, it probably will. Exactly. So, again, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. And and the other car I was looking at was a VW Jetta. Uh, that and, one I probably would stay away from. Oh, okay. I would buy the Malibu over the Jetta. And sorry, Volkswagen, but you've had enough issues with Jettas and other things going on in, in history. And again, I don't know what a 2021 is going to do, but I will tell you this, Don. I would I would put my money on the Malibu over the Jetta right now in this day and age. Okay. How about the Hyundai Electra? Good car. 
or Elantra. Good car. Elantra. Yeah. Good car uh, for the money. Because, well, the reason why I was looking at those is because of their uh, warranty. Right. You know, the 100000 yeah. yeah, they have a very good warranty. They do. And, and again, part of that they've done, and this is for, for everybody listening, it's not a knock against Hyundai Kia, but they've done that to get over a lot of the perception that Kia Hyundai had from years ago when they did have problems with drivetrain, and at times now still do from, from time to time. So they give you that long-term warranty to basically get over some of that fear factor that some may have of buying the product. It's not because the product's any better or any worse. It's a marketing tool they're using to get that product sold. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay? Because they're that. overcoming some stigma that they've had in the past. And it's there. And, and they know it's there as well. I've, I've talked to these guys directly. I've interviewed them before. They know it's there. So they're, they're giving you that long-term warranty to overcome some of the previous stigma that was there. Is it a bad product? No, it's not. Is the Volkswagen a bad product? You, you know, technically no, but just knowing historically some of the issues that, that they've had in that particular vehicle, by the way, uh, again, I would put my money on the Malibu. Oh, okay. Because that's kind of what my mechanic was saying about with the Malibu, is that historically it just wasn't that great. Um, but again, I, I, would, uh, I would argue with him on that, and he would have to show me how many head jobs or engine jobs he's done on previous Malibus in the last, you know, even 10 years. You know, 15, 20 years ago, did they have some issues with some heads? Actually, a lot of manufacturers did. It wasn't just Chevrolet that had issues with that, and Jeff can even attest to that. There were a lot of manufacturers, Subaru, I can go down the list, that had head issues oh, some yeah. 15 years ago or so. So it wasn't just Chevrolet, Don. Oh, okay. And that brings up something that uh, when I was shopping for cars, um, uh, the Malibu at a particular uh, place, uh, I don't know if I should say the name of it, but uh, they also had uh, an additional warranty on there. You know, you know that, this is a great topic. One that I actually want to come back and talk to, Don. I had this in my notes to talk about you know, extended warranties and some things along those lines, which, by the way, they're not unless they're sold by the manufacturer. Hold tight. This is a great question everybody needs to hear as well. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll come right back and take that again. Don, uh, we'll be right back. Jay and Centennial will take you right after Don as well. So don't go anywhere, everybody. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week we're going to talk about allergies. Because if you're anything like me, the changes of the seasons bring about plenty of new watery eyes and runny noses. Sure, plenty of these allergies come from the trees and the grasses outside. But what about the allergens in your car? Have you ever turned on your car fan and noticed a funky smell? You see, mold, fungus, and bacteria can form in the evaporator or the cabin air filter leading to the presence of additional allergens and unpleasant odors in your car. Fortunately, these germs and odors can be eliminated. Visit your car care professional and ask them for a BG climate control service. This will kill the harmful germs and remove the nasty smells and help keep the air in your car safe and comfortable to breathe year-round. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. 
Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. For those select few who still care about how the animals were raised and cared for, BarbersFoods.com is perhaps the last place in Colorado you can go to buy air-chilled chicken, locally raised beef and bison, premium Duroc pork, and wild-caught salmon that are all sourced from families that they know personally. Let's face it, some things in life are gone and never likely to ever come back, like houses in Denver that cost less than $100,000 or knowing your neighbor well enough to borrow a cup of sugar. But thanks to Barber's Foods, you can still know where your food comes from. Go to barbersfoods.com and click on April Specials at the top of the page to find ground beef and air-chilled chicken breast on sale. And for Mother's Day on May 9th, they have Mom's Favorite Beef Filet Tenderloins on sale. Some things are long gone, but you can still buy your meats from a local Colorado-owned family business. Barber'sFoods.com, connecting you to your food since 1949. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, bringing Don back up again. So, Don, uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to mention, you know, who you're looking at a car from and the warranty side of the fence because I want to explain this to everybody else listening as well. So go ahead, Don. Okay. Okay, uh, Medved of I-70. Okay, they have stickers on their cars, uh, some of their cars that say it's lifetime warranty. And how can they do that? And what's uh, going on? They can do that by selling you a service contract that will probably run with the life of the vehicle. I'm sure there's tons and tons of fine print that go along with that. That will not, I guarantee you, will not be a GM factory warranty coming from Chevrolet. That is a service contract they're selling. So for everybody listening, another thing I want to make sure that I'm clear on because there's a lot of misconception on this. Everybody talks about, well, I, I bought an extended warranty with my car. Unless you bought it from the original manufacturer selling the car, in this case Chevrolet, if it's not a Chevrolet warranty, it's not a warranty. 
it's a service contract because legally, Don, and everybody else listening, no one besides the original manufacturer of a product of any kind, even a washing machine, no one besides a manufacturer can sell you an extended warranty. It's a law in the United States of America. So if you're buying anything that's outside of a factory warranty, it is now a service contract contract and with that means you've got to read all of the fine print in said service contract well said uh-huh okay okay all right that and, and, and again there's a huge misconception in our world sort of one of those universal terms where you say yeah i bought a car and it has an extended warranty um unless it came from you know ford or gm or toyota or nissan or land rover whoever it is unless it came from them no it's not an extended warranty it's a service contract and in some cases, okay. Don, it's worth as much as the paper it's printed on, depending upon the company that's selling it. Because yep. they come and go like flies. They can. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I would never buy an extended warranty. I mean, some yeah. some of these guys get you know get thin on you know the contract side and you know what they're doing and it's mismanaged and they go under, they come back up again. You really have to do your research on a service contract if you're, and I'm, and I'm not saying they're all bad, by the way. There are some good service contract companies out there. They'll let you go anywhere you want to get the vehicle, you know, fixed. But again, you've got to read the fine print because some of these extended service contracts even limit the amount of money per hour, even mm -hmm. that they will pay a service shop, a provider, to do said work on the car. So you've got to read all of that because you know labor rates across the country, Don, can run anywhere from the you know low 90s and certain parts to 150 bucks an hour depending upon where you're at in the country and i know because i coach these guys oh so you have to know. look at all of that fine print and know what you're buying because if you get stuck in the middle of i don't know downtown beverly hills and the going labor rate is 160 dollars an hour and your contract only says i'll pay 90 well you're going to pay the difference yep Okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure Beverly Hills is way over 150 and an hour. And they're probably 200 an hour. They're probably over that. Probably. That so, again, I'm, I'm you know, being a little <laughs> bit facetious here, but really I'm not, Don, because it will vary a yeah. it'll vary $100 an hour from coast to coast, and I'm not exaggerating. Easily. Yeah. Wow. And so, okay. And every one of these has to be, you know, looked at. Now, where the factory extended warranty, you know, the good thing about that is is if, if, if Chevrolet sells you a factory extended warranty, they give you another three years, 36,000 miles, giving you, what, uh, six and 72,000, for example. In that case, any GM, any Chevrolet dealer, not GM dealer, any Chevrolet dealer will under that warranty, period. No matter okay. what. Okay, no matter where you're at. No matter where you're at. I don't care if you're okay. in Burlington, Colorado, or Beverly Hills. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's the difference well, between a warranty from the manufacturer and a service contract. Well, that's uh -huh. going to be a hard uh, and a thing to bring up when you're going to a dealership and buying a car, because a lot of their extended warranties are service contracts. Correct. They're not internal. And, and, and Jeff brings up a great point. And Don, do you know why they're selling more service contracts than they are extended warranties? Just making more money, I imagine. It's called an S with two lines through it. Dollars, yep. because they can make yep. more money selling you the service contract than they can than they can selling you the original GM extended warranty. That's why. Uh, and probably, guys, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. And if you're a dealer and you want to text me and tell me what I'm right or wrong, it's probably three times as profitable to sell you a service contract than it is to sell you the original GM extended warranty. Geez. And I'm not exaggerating yeah. when I say that. Well, that's a racket. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, really it is, guys, because in a lot of ways, I feel like it's not also being extremely honest because they're making it sound like you're buying an extended warranty with your car. It's not. It's a service contract that has a lot more hoops to jump through than the actual original extended warranty you would buy through Chevrolet. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, or or Toyota or Ford or Land Rover or anyone else. Anybody. Yeah. Okay. So, the, in my All opinion, right. the only way to buy an extended warranty on a new car, which I'm not a fan of in the first place, because if you maintain the car properly and do the things you need to and put the money there versus the warranty, you'll be fine anyways, and you'll save money. But if you're somebody that really wants that peace of mind and you want that extended warranty, you got to buy the original manufacturer's extended warranty. Uh-huh. Period. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, John. Okay. Does that make sense, Don? Yeah, it does. It most certainly does. And during the break, uh, by the way, I did do a little bit of look up on the 1.5 turbo engine, and, you, know, to, you know, kind of go back to your technician. Yes, back in the day when those things first came out, they did have some issues with some turbo problems, and they did have a few head gasket issues, and, you know, they had some cooling issues where they're trying to get all that dialed in. But keep in mind, these are clear back into the, you know, mid you know, 2014, 2015, that was six, seven years ago. That that has been resolved by now. Okay. So it's pretty safe to probably buy. You could uh, pretty much buy it. any new car you want to today and drive it the rest of your life, Don. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Without an extended warranty, choi- by the way. Yeah. If you had a choice with uh, the Hyundai Elantra or the Malibu, which would you take? Which one? Whichever one I feel the most comfortable driving, and I mean that sincerely. If you get in the driver's seat and you like one ergonomically, it feels better, it fits better, it fits you better, you like the way it drives better, that's the one I would buy, Don. I really, it, it, I am not a nameplate guy anymore. It really comes down to what fits you the best. Okay. All right. Oh, that makes sense. So okay. Because they're all uh, good. Competition, thankfully... We still have that in this country. We still have capitalism to a large degree, and 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 uh, competition breeds excellence, and that's what we have in the car world today. Well, that's what I would have thought. I really did. Yep. But uh, when, as I said, is when you know I'm not that mechanically, but uh, with my mechanic telling me this, it was like, oh wow. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, here's the thing: you got to realize with aftermarket technicians and. Unless there's somebody like Jeff at JC's where he's working on brand new vehicles coming right off the showroom floor, he's the exception to this rule. But typically, Don, technicians in the aftermarket, so technicians at independent repair shops, aren't working on vehicles until they're at least five years old, typically. Sometimes three, but on average, they're five years old before that technician sees a vehicle. Uh Which means he's looking at vehicles today that are 2015, 2016 at the newest. Okay. And he's going to advise you on how to buy a new car. Sorry, no. He, he's not in that world. Because I usually keep my cars for, you know, uh, 220, sure. 250,000, you know. And by the way, every new car today will run that, no problem. Okay. Well, that's great. If not longer. Because right now I've got, I've got a, a 2003 Ford Taurus and I've got 220,000 on and it. And the new ones are twice the car that one was, and I'm not exaggerating. Oh, all right. So okay. if you did that with that car, you'll be fine with anything on the on the on the lot today. Period. I don't care who makes it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you very much, Don. That was a great. I I I know I took a lot of time, everybody, with with Don, but that was a great question. It fits a lot of people, I believe, that are out there listening, and and there's a huge misconception, and and I believe deception at times when it comes to extended warranties 
or you know, extended warranties versus service contracts. So I wanted to make sure that I explained all that correctly. Jay and Centennial, you're next. Hey, I've got a 98 Buick LeSabre with a EGR problem. Okay. It's got that 3.8 liter mm-hmm. engine on it. That was a good engine, by the, the way. The original, the uh, original problem on it was uh, open circuit. Mm-hmm. And when I took the EGR valve off and tested across the two and four and three and four, it was showing um, no continuity there. I put the new EGR valve on, and now I can't get. Uh, it keeps throwing a uh, low flow. A genuine part or aftermarket? Um, it's a uh, Delphi. Should be okay. I mean, Delphi was original was once one of the original manufacturers of that, so yeah, shouldn't be any issue. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I've uh, I'm I'm working out of my garage. I used a foot pump with a scar, did a smoke test on a small leak on the on one of the vacuum lines, repaired that, still didn't fix it. I've you know I've tried using map gas around the, all the edges of the intake manifold and stuff. I can't get anything. And what I'm wondering is if something when that shorted out on the EG, that original EGR valve, if it messed up the computer, maybe, could have. if there's any yeah, way I can check could, that. Yeah, it could have. Could have. What about um, carbon deposits on the port for the EGR going to the EGR? Is could that, very well uh, have a manifold uh, issue, Anything yes. in the manifold yes, below the EGR when you change yeah, it out? I, Great point, I, Jeff. I, ran a, I got a little um, wire brush run through those. And I got really good flow. I mean, I've taken okay. the EGR valve out and, okay. and good taped work. those up. And when you good. untape them, boy, they're, they're popping good. Good. Okay, good. I got but, plenty of flow there. Okay, perfect. Good. Yeah. To your point, yes, you could have some damage on the system itself, yes. Is there any way to check that? Oh. Uh, haven't one of your $100, $1,000 computers? <laughs> The problem on a 98 is it's early OBD2, and even though it's OBD2, there's, there still isn't the information coming out as there would be a 2008, for example. Uh, good question. Yeah, yeah my, and I, I do on my, uh, I got, uh, I forgot the name of it, uh, Bluetooth or something. But what's the name of it? But anyway, I, I can get freeze frame data. My freeze frame data on it is always when I'm going down the road 30, 40 miles an hour, and when it runs that test circuit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when right. the engine RPMs down to like uh, right around a thousand, and I'm doing forty, forty-five miles an hour, and it runs that test circuit that it's supposed to run, and that's where when it throws that code. So. Yeah, because that that would be when it would be engaging, of course. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes, it makes total sense. Yeah. So uh, there's is. And is there any way I can check to see if that valve's getting that signal? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could back probe that, run some wires back up into the dash, and see if you've got any kind of a signal going to it when that thing is supposed to be open and closing. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, nothing keeps yeah. you from doing that at all. I know if I if I have the engine off but the key on, I, I got 13.4 volts coming to the, to the EGR valve on the, the power side. Right. And then I got the, on the incoming lead, I got the five volts. Yep, that's what you're supposed to have. So yeah, the next thing would be is when that, when it's trying to engage, is it? Right. Yeah. And, and you can check and that. It, you can run some wires into the into the cabin and do it that way. Sure. I mean, okay. honestly, that's what a technician would be doing. You you wouldn't be doing anything different than we used to do back in the day to diagnose those. You just back probe it and okay. run your wires inside the cab and put your meter on it and see what it's doing. Yeah, I just have such a 
I'm, I'm not an electrical guy. The rest of it I can handle. I like well, I mean, they make they make ton of jumpers now. You know, all over the place. You can buy them from Harbor Freight or Napa or wherever. You can buy a long lead jumper wire set. You would just put some back probe with either you know a couple of paper clips that you tape up, or they make back back yeah. probe pins where you just back probe that and then run your wires inside to a meter and look at it. Okay. Real easy. All right. Well, I guess that's what I have to try. Or yeah, that's the only way you're gonna know. Up, that's the only way you're gonna know, Jay. Yeah, okay. All right, sir. Appreciate it very much. Mike and Aurora, Kenton Morrison, hang tight. By the way, somebody sent this in, Frank, on the powertrain, or sorry, the lifetime powertrain warranties. He just said he has one that comes with his vehicle. Key is the dealer has to do all services to maintain the lifetime warranty. That mm-hmm. dealer has to maintain all of the vehicle services to maintain. So, again, there's a catch mm-hmm. even to that lifetime warranty you were just talking to a minute ago. So. Yep. By the way, there's your catch. We'll come right back. I got something else to add on that as well. So, Mike, can't hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, real quick, by the way, and uh, Bob sent me this. Thanks, Bob. It's a good reminder on the on the extended service contracts. One other caveat to that as well is, in a lot of cases with those extended service contracts, you as the owner, if you have a problem with the car, will be paying up front for the diagnosis and or teardown of that particular component to prove then that it's an actual warranty. Right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Yep, that'll happen, and then they'll say... Okay, we're going to send an inspector, and it sits on the lot for another three or five days before the inspector comes out. Then they have to do their inspection. Then they decide whether they're going to do the repairs. And your contract may say you get a rental car, but they have to, A, agree to the claim. Right, first. First. 
And then you're basically getting a rental car reimbursement on the tail end. Which may have a max limit per day, by the way. Exactly. So you may be limited, and they may limit it by the number of hours of the repairs required. That's right. So if it's a two-day repair that's taken two weeks for them to approve. You're getting two days of rental. You're getting and two days of rental. And if it's capped at 25 bucks, it's 50 bucks. Exactly. So yeah, read the fine print. Yep. Thank you. Good point, A lot point, of Jeff. fine print out there. Good point. Kenton Morrison, you're next. Hello, Kent. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. What's Hi, going how on? How you doing? Um, I have a 2011 GMC Sierra. Blew the spark plug out of it on number one position, so luckily it's easy to get at. But I've been reading about something called a time cert. Yes. Mm-hmm. To repair the thread. Is that better than a Healy coil? Yes, they are. Correct. Much better. It's the only way. In fact, it's the only way to go. Okay. I wouldn't do it any other way, Kent. Okay. That's what I was wanting to know. Yeah, uh, the Ford Five Fours were really, you know, famous for that same deal. There, we, you know, we we went away from using all of the other helicoils and quote unquote fixes that were out there, and only used that tool to do that. Yeah, Time Cert's very, very um, great, high quality design. It's a consistent, solid thread insert. It's yeah. not just kind of that spiral. It's not just windings, right? It's not just the windings, right. um, but it's done in such a way that they minimize the size of the hole that you need to drill out to and it's and they don't come out they don't no it's stronger than new yep they work great they're not cheap but they work great oh that's all where's the best place to get them at timesert.com or or okay. find a shop that can do it for you i mean you, your problem with the do-it-yourself is you're going to buy a whole kit to do this and mm-hmm. have all that expense you may be cheaper just to find a shop that'll do that one cylinder for you and call it good might be cheaper that way Okay. All right. Sounds good. I'll okay. check that out. Okay, Kent. Thank, thank you, you very much. Sorry about that. But, yeah, that's the way to fix a spark plug uh, hole that gets damaged. At the time, It's the only way yeah. to go. Yeah. Only one I would use. Mike and Aurora, you're next, sir. Yeah, John, I was uh, listening kind of uh, low-level background to your comments. I think you were comparing VWs to the Chevy Malibu. Yes, the Jettas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, about last year I've, I've read it... Uh, both, I read a rented a Passat, a Malibu LT, and a Nissan Sentra, and I got to say, of the three, the Malibu was the most impressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not against the Jettas. I mean, it's still a solid car. You could drive that car 200, you know, plus, you know, k miles. But you know, like any other European car, which is what the Jetta is, your maintenance and cost of ownership driving that car will be higher than the Malibu. Period. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is the Passat. I don't know how much of a difference there is. Bigger, just, just a bigger I than just, a Jetta. It's, it's one size up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt uh, the the comfort level, the quality of materials, and yeah, it was very tight. But it was just like a tight, hard piece of plastic. And the yeah, they are very. Just, you know, because that you know the Volkswagen is the lesser line than Audi because it's Audi Volkswagen, so everybody. Can, just make sure everybody understands that's how that works. So Porsche, Audi, Volkswagen, all same company, uh, much like GM is ahead of you know Chevy and GMC and uh, used to be Oldsmobile, Pontiac, but Cadillac and all. Anyway, you, you get you get the idea, Mike. Uh, they, because of the price difference, and in a lot of cases, what they're doing to market the Volkswagen product versus the Audi product, yeah, it's going to have more hard plastic and be a quote unquote lesser lesser luxury feel than you're going to get out of an Audi. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I, um, 
I don't know. I'm, I suspect it's been this way for some time. The so-called American, if there are still American car manufacturers, have the price advantage. Uh, so, uh, I mean, if you compare it that way and the quality of fit and finish and comfort, um, I have to say the Malibu is very, very good. Malibu's tough to beat. And, and again, I would, I would argue with you know a technician talking about the car not being a good car because, again, in the past possibly. But, again, you could talk the same way on a Jetta or Audi had head gasket issues even back in time. So, I mean, we can go down the list of, of car companies that have had issues that way, not just Chevrolet. In fact, I would probably venture to guess that when it comes to head gasket issues, General Motors probably had some of the least amount of head gasket issues across the board, across their entire lineup when you compare them to some of the other manufacturers. So, but, you know, as far as you're, you're saying, Mike, quality, fit, finish, all of that, nothing wrong with Malibu. It's a good car. Yeah, one thing they all share in common, perhaps, uh, their greatest weakness is that uh, CBT transmission. Yeah, and Chevrolet does not have that. They don't use any of those. No, this Malibu had it, I think. Are you, Are you sure? Oh, it uh, the way it uh, grinded and whirled and whirred. I'm I was sure not aware. Country. I've not driven a Malibu for a couple of years, but I was not aware that they were using CVTs because General Motors has not been a big CVT company. Yeah, it did it. it wound up is like it felt like a like a toy car you know you wind it up um either that or it's a very strange uh different automatic conventional transmission yeah and i'm looking it's, it's got a nine speed auto let's see hang on uh, i gotta look at that one real quick they they do make a nine speed depending upon the engine i'm looking to see what the standard mm-hmm. uh vehicle has but they they offer that car with a nine speed transmission automatic transmission mm. Uh, they do make oh, their yeah, standard I mean, Malibu does come with a CVT, which thank you for sharing that because I've not driven one of those yet in a Malibu. Okay, and yeah, I would, I buy, the, I would buy the nine speed if it were me. Yeah, I don't know the different trim models. This was an LT. It was quite well decked out with the sunroof and uh, the uh, what do you call it, the satellite radio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very nice. But that transmission is just uh, and, and, I, and I'm just one of those guys. You guys have heard me talk about it many times. I'm just not a big CVT guy yet. Still, I'm not. No, I prefer a regular yeah, transmission. I, yeah, I take my car over to Ken at TuneTech, and he he hates them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would in this case, I would do the upgrade by the nine-speed transmission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I, I wish I would have had that. Uh, what do you think? There's a possibility that manufacturers will simply say it's not economic, economically practical to offer a, a traditional automatic, and so therefore we're we're going to go to CVT across the board. No, I don't think it's going to be across the board. I think it depends on the manufacturer what they're looking to do and so on. Uh, and I think because of the the customer side of the fence, there's just certain customers, you know, I being one of them, that I just won't buy a CVT transmission. Period. I'll, I'll work around that and buy something else. And there's other customers out there like that. So I think you're still going to see some regular, you know, 8, 9, 10-speed offerings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really becoming a narrow, selective market. Uh, yeah. Turbo versus non-turbo. Correct. CVT versus conventional. Correct. Mike, i got to run. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for All your right. comments, and thanks for telling me that, because I've not driven a Malibu with a CVT. So thank you for telling me that. I do appreciate it very much. And we got the old Blackhawks flying over. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. Hopefully they're not after us, which I doubt they are. Drive Radio, (laughs) Hour 3 is next. KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. 
Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.